Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. My name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and I'm so excited to be here with you today for Chat with Crystal, Empowered Conversations with Real Women from Around the World. Today is no different. Today is one of those days that we are reaching out. We are on our private conference line right now, um, getting ready to coach someone who I don't even know who's going to be raising their hand. That's what's so fun about coaching. And for those of you who are wondering exactly what is empowerment coaching, well, um, if you were to go to Google and put in what is empowerment coaching, you will see that I, me, myself and I, I am the first person that pops up there on Google Worldwide to explain what empowerment coaching is. And my school, the SWAT Institute, S-W-A-T, just like Special Weapons and Tactical, is the premier coaching school, empowerment coaching school worldwide that is empowering women um, in first and foremost in their own lives and giving them the tools, processes, and interventions to be able to empower the people in their worlds, their clients, their community, their country, and hopefully the plan is that we are going to heal this entire world, starting with one woman at a time. And that might seem crazy. What do you mean we're going to empower the world one woman at a time? But that's really how it works. Um, And when we empower a woman, what we're really meaning is we're helping her to rise above the stories, the beliefs, the doubt, the fear, the anger that, you know, for many of us has been sort of just bubbling under the surface. And maybe we can even call it our shadow. It's sort of in the dark. It's the part of us that we don't want to acknowledge. We don't want to honor. We don't want to face. But on some level, it's still keeping us stuck from really stepping up into our greatest self, from having the courage to know that we matter, our lives alone matter, having the courage to know how to show up in all our relationships, including parenting as an empowered woman so that we can raise empowered children, so that we can have empowered relationships, and so that we, yes, too, can even help heal our men. Our men are being called right now, too, to do a lot of deep healing. And so um, the SWAT Institute is a special place where women from around the world can come together. We can do the oh-so-important work of healing those old wounds and reminding us and each other of who we really are, and it really is a safe place. It's a much-needed place um, where women can come and have a a true sisterhood, have collaboration. You know, I always say the new divine feminine, and a lot of times we're uncomfortable with that. What does that mean, that new divine feminine that everyone's talking about? And really, it's a new way of of showing up in the world. It's, It's a new way of doing business. You know, the old sort of masculine model of business is, um, yes, it's a game. Someone wins and someone loses. So it's almost like your competitors are, you want to annihilate them. You want to be the best. Um, We're the new divine feminine. And I also want to apologize if my voice is a little nasally today. I've got quite a head cold. I'm on the tail end of it, shaking it off. So I should be great by next Friday. Um, But the new divine feminine way of doing business, It's a real win-win. So I don't want to annihilate my competitors. I want to play with my competitors. I want to collaborate with my competitors. It's like playing a game of tennis. Imagine if you're an incredibly skilled tennis player and you go out on the court. Don't you want to play with someone who's equally skilled so that when you're playing that game, yeah, someone wins at the end of it, but you've both been pushed You've both been pushed to excel. You're both pushing each other to do better. You're both pushing each other to bring out the best in each other, to advance your skills. To That's what empowerment is. Empowerment is not I win, you lose. Empowerment is we all win. We all win. And, and that's, to me, the new divine feminine of doing business. There is more than enough to go around. There are more than enough clients, there's more than enough time, there's more than enough money, there's more than enough people, there's more than enough. It's um, it's a way of showing up that's very expansive. When I say expansive, 
I just take it right down to something as simple as this. Take a nice deep breath. Feel your lungs expand. And then exhale. We can do it again. Take a nice deep expansive breath. However, if you took that nice deep expansive breath and you didn't trust in the exhale, you would actually begin to contract. If all you were doing was inhaling, inhaling, taking on more, taking on more, you have to trust in the flow of life, which is I breathe in and I let go. I, I make money. I spend money. I breathe in and I let go. And I trust that the next breath will always be there. It's a new way of showing up in the world that's really based on trust and sharing and faith and caring. And that's what we're trying to do first for women, because I think a lot of us don't realize like a hundred years ago, women around the world were not yet considered people under the law. We weren't considered people yet. We literally, and you know, I was, I was just uh, looking at uh, one of the videos we made for the SWAT Institute. Uh, I did it along with Natalie Hughes uh, to a song that she wrote called, Oh, My Sister, It Is Time Stand Up. And in 2015, we did a, a short video to that song where we sort of went back in time beginning in the year 2015. Um, and we just went back in time all the way back to, I think it was 1872, sometime around then, um, when the suffragettes movement began. And then we counted back up in time to show the advancements and the things that we are accomplishing by the end of that video. However, it ends with 2015, and in 2015, the World Economic Forum said that a girl born in 2015 would be 80 before she lives in a world of gender equality. In that video, I happened to be watching it just the other night when we were doing one of our courses, um, our very first uh, week one of our 12-week Emotional Edge telecourse that I run um, twice a year through the SWAT Institute. It's a really powerful course helping women to become empowered and to get the edge, the emotional edge. But while I was watching the video as it played in our very first class, I noticed that in 2015 we'd written that the Equal Rights Amendment still hadn't even been passed in the United States of America. Women are still not even in the Constitution. Women are still not even considered part of the Constitution technically. So, you know, it was crazy because by 2017, um, and we all know what happened in that time frame, which we aren't going to talk about today, but by 2017, the World Economic Forum came back and said, it's not going to be 80 years at this point based on what's happening right now in the world before a girl will live with gender equality. They actually changed that date to the year 2,234, 2,234, 2,234. So we are 2,019. We're talking it's going to be over 200 years before a girl born in the year 2017, we're now 2019, is going to live in a world of gender equality. I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe right now we women, or we are like, we have pulled our heads out of the sand. We are pulling our heads out of the sand. We are realizing that, you know, actually, I want to I want to grab something. I hope that it's still here. I was just, um, geez, someone just rang my doorbell downstairs. Isn't that great when that happens? Um, <laughs> I was just reading on one of my message forums, um, and I, I won't say the name of the person that wrote it. It is a private message forum, and it stays in the vault. But we were talking about one of the, you know, it's our, our um, empowerment coach certification. Um, no, sorry, not our empowerment coach certification. It's our February 2019 Emotional Edge Telecourse. And, you know, one of the ladies was, you know, sort of talking about how young it was that she, you know, she remembers being like three years old when she made the decision that, you know, it wasn't safe to shine. It wasn't safe to be. Um, an empowered woman in this world. And she tells a story of being a little girl and being in bed and her, her mom slipping into the bed with her and was hiding from the man in their lives, was hiding from the drugs, the alcohol, the party. She was hiding with little me, this woman writes. And in that moment, she realized that being a woman in the world wasn't safe. And that was a story she began to tell herself as a very little girl. I'm so 
excited and grateful to know this woman is now in her early 30s, and I think she is um, really getting it and stepping into her power and realizing that she has to do it differently to create a life that is safe for her and for her children. On that post, though, a little further down, I just want to read to you. One of the other ladies in the course wrote, A Course in Miracles says, A Course in Miracles says, A meaningless meaningless life creates fear. So many generations of women felt trapped in meaningless lives. And the idea of living a meaningful life never occurred to them. So I think, you know, it's crazy to think, and she writes, you know, she was in her early 20s at the time, and her mother was only 18 years older. So this was a 38-year-old woman who her mother had a mean, felt like she had a meaningless life. And, and it really clicked to me in that moment that, you know, a lot of us, you know, we talk about our, our sorrow, our sadness, our disempowerment. Maybe we struggle with depression. We, and maybe it's, it's really it's truly that line, that line that, you know, a meaningless life creates fear. And I think what we're really trying to do for women here at our school, the SWAT Institute, um, and for the women that we coach, the women that we support, even as we do our coaching today, and I'm going to be going right to the phone lines. And I do want to let you know if you're on the conference line right now, and I see some of you there, it's a small group, but I do want to let you know if you'd like to do some coaching right now, you're here with me live. All you have to do is press star two, and that'll put you in the queue, and I'll know that you would like to do some coaching today, and just know that I would love to coach you and support you. Um, and one of our hands just went down. The hand that was up just went down. Oh, no. My coaching hand just went down. So I am really counting on someone to do some coaching. Oh, there I see you, Laura. Just went back up. I don't know. Something something sketchy here on my end. So I'm going to be going to Laura in just a few moments here to do some coaching. I do want to let you know if you're listening right now just through the podcast and you're wondering, well, how would I get on there? How would I, how would I get to do some coaching with Crystal? Is All you would have to do is head on over to www.swat institute.com and you'll see chat with crystal you'll pop your name and email in and you'll give be given access to our private conference line so you can call me directly on fridays at one o'clock eastern standard time so i was just just finishing off this before I, i go to laura and i was thinking about what we do here at the swat institute and i think so much of it is that we're reminding women that their lives matter and and their lives have meaning and each one of us have have unique talents and gifts and some of it might be that you're an incredible singer some of us are incredible writers some of us don't even know what we're incredible yet at but there are things that just come naturally to us there are things that we enjoy doing there are things that we have fun doing there's things that bring us joy that give us peace of mind and that's how we create meaningful lives is that we have the courage to honor ourselves we have the courage to do what we love we have the courage to realize that our meaningness, our meaningfulness doesn't come from a partner or even someone else saying, I love you, I approve of you, I understand you. It really comes from us deciding to do the work to say, I need to understand me. I need to approve of me. I need to love me. And that is really ultimately a big part of what we do for women. So I would love to go to the phone lines right now. I see one hand is up, and uh, fingers crossed, we can unmute you, no problem, and there you are. Hey, Laura. Hi there. Laura, so I'm going to ask you to turn off off listening right now. now. Does that make sense? I'm hearing you, and I'm hearing me back. I'm hearing me back. Oh. Um. Maybe, hold on, it could be that I need to take How do I turn off listening? It could be, it could be, it could be completely me. No, I still hear me. Laura, do you have yourself on speakerphone? Laura, do you have yourself on speakerphone? Do I have myself on speakerphone? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I... There, I'm, I'm not hearing you now. There, that sounds bad. Oh, no, I am. Do you hear my echo? I'm not... I'm on a tablet. I don't hear any echo. So what's happening is I'm hearing me so speaking out loud through your tablet. Out loud through your tablet. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Could you put an ear set on? Could you yeah. put Could earphones you put on so that we don't hear me? We don't hear me. Oh shoot! I don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I don't hearing have me. Any. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm hearing me. 
Yeah. Speaking back through your tablet. Um, speaking back through your tablet. <laughs> this might not work then. Oh, that's too bad. That would, be not, such a shame. that would be such a shame. I'm not really set up for that. Unfortunately, I'm not all that tech savvy, and I'm doing the best I can here. Yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> let you go. I want to see how we can fix this. Um, what we, what um, do we need to do? I, can't have I, me. Can't have me. Yeah, I can't be on a speaker like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't be on a speaker like that. Do you have a cell phone you could call in on? Do you I have a cell you phone find you could a local number. I can do that. Okay. Why don't you try so, calling in and I will just chat away for a few minutes. Maybe somebody else what, might what want to. What number am I calling in on? Okay. I'm going to let – I can't do that okay, all right now live on our podcast. Right so I'm going to mute the line for now, oh. Laura, and I'm going to still keep talking to you, but at least I'm not hearing me echoing back over and over. So what you need to do is, Laura, if you go to the same the same – page that allowed you to come in on your web your webinar i think you probably came in through the webinar there should be a dial-in phone number right there handy and then you can call in and um, put in your pin number and then you'd be on the phone that way as well so you'd want to go off web call and go in on see if you're on your web which is fine when you call in on a web a web call but you need to be on your phone so that i'm not hearing my voice speaking back so i do want to say to anyone else who's on the line right now maybe this is your magic moment maybe this is your time to get some coaching and all you would need to do is press star two to put yourself in the queue and to let me that know that you would like to do some coaching today i see Lori. Lori, is that you from last week calling are you on the line again Lori. yes i'm hey Lori, how are you i'm great Oh, so I'm putting you on the spot, Lori, but we chatted last uh, week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Lori, tell me. Tell, let's fill everybody in on the quick. Let's fill everybody in first on the quick catch-up. Okay. So tell us, you called in last week on Chat with Crystal, and you mm-hmm. told us about that you were afraid to shine. Yes. And you were thinking about taking a trip to? Peru. Where was it? Peru, that's right. And you were afraid. Tell us a little. Just catch everybody up for those that didn't listen to last week's call. Can, can, can give us a little direction of where that coaching call went, and then tell us where you're at now, and maybe we can continue that conversation. Um. So, yeah, I had all this stuff. I was. I originally called about articulating. Like I had all this stuff going on inside me, um, and I was, you know, having trouble articulating, or I thought so. And then it got into me, I just kind of blurted out, well, I can't even, you know, make up my mind to, to make, to do this trip that I wanted to do. You know, it's been like three years I wanted to do this. And I was feeling, I was in fear over it. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, you know, we talked through it. You kind of gave me what I needed and I booked it. You did. You so I actually like March 6th for 10 days so for 11 that days is, how do you feel how did you feel when you got off the phone and you decided i i have things i want to do i have dreams and i'm not going to let fear stop me anymore from doing it and you jumped off the phone you went you booked your trip to peru how did you feel i was i was still had to go through a little bit of stuff with the fear and that that mother like we're talking about that mother in energy you know saying well Lori, you know you know, you even sure know how to give her a good voice now. <laughs> you even know how to give your mother energy a good voice. And Lori, we know you should do that. So how did and you work through I just, your... I just found courage and I just said, what do I got to lose? What the, it was like the whole thing. It's like, you know, you're saying, what would courage have you do? Like push through this fear and shine. This is about me shining. It is. Doing trip. And, it, and it's a big part. Like I feel... Everything, the path that I'm on right now, it's all leading. It's all coming together. It's not that I need to go to Peru because that's the only thing that's going to fix my life. It's it's a part of this whole journey for me. Yeah, and that's very different than I'm running away to Peru to fix my life. Very different than I'm being called on a spiritual journey. Absolutely, and, and that's exactly right. I get it. Listen, I I've had a deep calling, and it's only come on and like it's so bizarre that my husband's like where did this just come from? And I'm like, I don't know. I was watching Super Soul Sunday 
and Shirley MacLaine was on, and she talked about walking the Camino. And this is not the first time I've I've thought I've heard people in my life walk the Camino, whether they did the Camino in Santiago. So whether they did, there's different routes to, uh, you know, walking the Camino. I, something in me just went, I want to walk the Camino. And for three days later, I had it in my head. I actually nearly booked myself for a date in May. And then I was like, okay, slow down. You thought about this for three days and you're going. So I'm definitely going to do it before I turn 50, but I get it. And I say to my husband, it's, He's like, why would you want to walk 250 kilometers by yourself for 10 days? Why? And I'm like, I'm being called. It's a spiritual awakening. I feel like that's the next. It's just something I want to do for me. So it's not I'm running off. He goes, I, are you going off to find yourself? I'm like laughing. I'm just having a deepening in finding myself. A next step. So I, I love that you're going March 6th. Yes super exciting and just everything's just you know obviously I'm I'm still have like parts of me that I need to work on and you know I'm doing the course with you and you know and I feel like really so excited about this course and I honestly it was I signed up for the course I started doing the course and then the whole calling came back and said now now is the time now is the time and I, and I just yeah. really so strongly feel a combination of everything is going to just take me where, you know, I need to be. Where you want to go. Yes. Where you want to go. It's not even, yeah. it's where you want to go. And where you want to go is giving your life meaning. And Absolutely. that, you know, I, I think that's, it's, it's sort of that line that I read today in our own message forum from one of our own sisters in there that said from a course in miracles a meaningless life creates fear and you weren't you weren't living your life with the full meaning you were meant to live it with and that's why you had all that fear and now you're having the courage to have really create meaning in your life and do what is meaningful to you if it's not meaningful for us then it doesn't we don't need to do it but it's meaningful for you and I think, you know, quieting that mother, because last time, another thing, you know, when I was sitting on the call, like, I'm serious, before I, you know, before you called my name, I was going through this anxiety. Remember, I was scared. I didn't want no one to even know my name. And yes. I don't know. There was just this, it's crazy because you said, Lori, are you there? And then I was just like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I raised my hand. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, Wow. Wow. Yeah, you did. Yeah, like, you were just like, boom. Yeah. yeah. It was like that whole thing of like, and I don't know, you know, there's a part of me that still says, you can't just shift that quickly. But I'm like, I did, though. You did. You did. <laughs> but you did. Even and that is a big thing for me. So That's so exciting. And it's sort of like the, you know, not to put down any other style or teachers or ways, but I've always said, like, you know, you don't have to, like, jump out of an airplane to build your courage muscle. You don't have to walk on hot coals, you know, to like, like some people do it that route, but I'm like, sometimes it's just doing the thing that's going to give your life meaning. What's going to, what, what's going to make you feel, Oh my God, am I really doing this? That's, that's those, sometimes it is the smallest little acts of courage. That and this is courage, courage for me because I'm like even like I you know I'm heading to the jungle for six days and then I'm coming back and I'm and that's going to be with a group of people and then I'm heading and I'm hopping on a plane and going from Lima to Cusco and I'm going all by myself and that's brilliant. a big thing and it's, it's brilliant like I'm just huge. Be traveling around <laughs> it's huge it's exciting it's like yeah. to think about the things when I think back to a time in my life like years ago my first marriage to think. I couldn't have gone on a vacation with friends like because I was away from him, let alone a vacation by myself. That would never have happened in that marriage. But I can't put the blame on him. It was who I was in that marriage. And now to think yes. in this marriage, it didn't occur to me to ask for permission. I just told my husband, I'm really feeling called. I think I'm going to fly to Portugal by myself, and I think I'm going to walk the Camino. And it didn't occur to me to say, am I allowed to? And, you know, it was great for him to just say, you know, you have to do what's right for you. And if you're being spiritually called to do it, you have to do it. But can we plan it a little bit better? Do you have to do it right now? Can we? You know, that's exactly the same conversation I had with my hubby. And it's like, and I feel the same way. Like, 
10 years ago, there's no way in heck that I would have yeah. made that call. But I was just like, I'm really feeling I need to do this. It wasn't like you said, it wasn't, can I go, please, please, please. It wasn't nothing like that. I did want to yeah. support, of course. You want support, I think. Yep. I, that's a, I think that's a normal feeling is to be supported. But it was also Yeah, I did finally after about three days of not even realizing. And then I said, am I allowed to go? <laughs> am I allowed yeah. to go? And then yeah. she laughed. I was like, well, I'm not your father. Like, you're allowed to do anything you want to do. But can we plan it? Just because you're, you're leaving for a while with, like, we haven't planned this out. And you've got courses you're running. And what are we going to do? Just leave in the middle of your courses? And I was like, okay, I'll put some thought around this. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I am doing it before I turn That's 50. That's so awesome. That's so yeah. cool. I looked at that. I'm so happy for you, too, Laura. How great. I think we're inspiring women on the call right now. Lori's going to Peru, and Crystal's going to Portugal. Yay. Yay. Yes. So you'll have to keep us posted. March 6th, we'll be here before you know it. Oh, I know. It's coming, and that's where I'm getting into the whole planning. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I need this. It's so exciting. <laughs> you did it. Play. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks for, Thank you. thanks for uh, and I'm sorry to just put you on the spot, but I'm so grateful that you jumped on and shared that that adventure with us because what would courage have you do is a great question. And usually if you dig deep into your heart and you ask yourself the truth, um, if you do what your courage muscle knows you need to do, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. So yes. congratulations. Thank you so much again. Thanks, Lori. And I'm going to go to the phone lines again. We have someone else who's raised their hand. I think it's Laura. Hey, Laura, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, Laura. I'd love to do some coaching with you today. I know we have talked about it a little bit on the message forums to see if this might be something that might be good for you. I know you've you've been a little bit hesitant to come on. I think we all are. We're all a little bit nervous the first time we come on and we do some coaching. But just know you're anonymous and you're protected and you're safe. So let's do a little coaching today. Tell me what's going on for you and how I can support you. Well, um, I did just do a um, coaching session with Jocelyn. Great. So So let's talk about that first. So anyone who's just listening, one of the things that we offer at the SWAT Institute is free mentorship coaching. So our coaches, when they get ready to graduate, they have to do 30 practice hours with real women from around the world, not their mother, not their sister, not their neighbor. So we have real women who will write in to say, I would like to have a coach. So Laura is going through our coaching program. It just got started. And you just did a mentorship coaching call with one of our coaches. So how did that go? Yeah, it went really well. Um, it, you know, it brought up a lot. So I'm a little now, like before the call, I knew kind of what I was going to talk about with you. And it, you know, already shifted things a little bit. So I might be a little bit all over the place. That's okay. <laughs> so that's great. I love the laugh of truth. There's a laugh of truth. I might be all over the place, which is fine. <laughs> so tell me what you were originally, what you thought you were calling in to uh, chat with me about, and then where your coaching call with Jocelyn went, and then we can just pick it up from there. Okay. So um, originally I wanted to address um, procrastination and also a lack of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Jocelyn and I kind of determined a little bit, there might be a little bit of my lack of self-care is a means of protection for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about shame, and I basically said that I didn't feel like I had any of that and that I disagreed with you, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just felt like I could, you know, kind of not have to talk about it to people and I could just keep it private and choose when and who I share it with and that I didn't really feel but that's true yeah and then I didn't we don't have to tell our shame stories to everyone like we definitely we don't have to do our work publicly we we absolutely have the right to think you know my business is my business and what I choose to share and what I choose to talk about is my business so just know that's an accurate thing what you just said Oh, good, because maybe I was, maybe I misinterpreted it a little bit with people, some people sharing some, yeah, some heavy stories. But anyways, it did turn out that 
we did uncover some shame and it was basically around, you know, how how can I not be a bad person? Like how how could so many bad things happen to a good person? If I was really mm-hmm. a good person, how could such bad horrific things happen to me? So we uncovered some of that. And then we just talked stay with about that for a minute though. I'd love to just stay with that because that's a that's a okay. really big. I actually had a friend. <clears throat> I actually had a, my dear friend Debbie Ford who passed way too young. She wrote. I I bet you she has a good five six books out. And uh, one of the books was um, when good I went to one of her courses. Things. Oh, you did. So you know you yeah. love Debbie. I love Debbie. Um, yeah. So you know you asked the question like how can I not? So I actually started to write it down and I took out the knot. How can I be a good person and have so many bad things happen to me? So. Yeah. Is it that you know that you're a good person, but you're questioning why so many bad things have happened to you? Or have you actually started to maybe say to yourself, I must not be a good person to have this many bad things happen to me? Um, basically, what came up was just like, how, I don't know, like how could so many bad things happen to me if I, like almost like I I must be bad for so many awful things to happen to me because they couldn't happen to a good person but it does you wouldn't believe how the things that have happened to me my goodness laura have you read my memoir the true honest like rate the guts raw shared you'd be like that's not possible that that many bad things could happen to her in fact there were so many things that i took things out i didn't even leave them in because i thought you just won't believe that like no one's going to believe that no one's going to believe that happened again no one's gonna. So the reason I felt embarrassed and ashamed, I'm not going to share that memoir yet, is almost like I'm not successful enough yet to show that I'm a good person. So I can't reveal this memoir yet until like I've done something so wonderful that people get, goodness, she's a really good person. Do you get that? I want to really say that to you. Like, Sometimes just horrendous things happen to saintly people. And this whole idea of the law of attraction, I mean, that's what makes me crazy when people talk about the law of attraction. Like, will you attract? Like, listen, there are great things that happen for bad people. There are millionaires who are evil. There are, there, so you can't do, please do not. That whole law of attraction is such a massive, huge, universal, rippling, karmic, like, you know, here's what I will say, though, is when you've had bad things happen to you when you were young, we didn't learn when you're young, number one, a bunch of things. Well, number one is how worthy you are, how important you are. Maybe you did. Maybe that's when you say, um, I'm a good person. But on some level, no one protected you. On some level, you didn't, you were not protected. And something bad happened to you. And then something else happened to you. And on some level, you never even knew you had the choice to say no. You didn't even know on some level you had the choice to say F off. You didn't know on some level you had the choice to advocate for yourself. You didn't on some level know that when something bad was happening to you, that you could shut the front door and lock it. You didn't know on some level when someone was taking advantage of you or whatever it was. On some level, that's what I said as I got older, I thought, do I have something about me that predators can smell me? Like, how do I have this? How have I been abused this many times? How could I be sexually abused that many times by different men who, how did I, how was I in that situation? How did that happen to me again? So there was something that had to change in me, which was the story of realizing how much I matter, how much my life matters, how much my 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 joy matters, how much my talents and gifts matter, how much my place in this world matters, and I better damn well start protecting me with a fierceness like I would protect my own children. I don't know yeah. that you've ever been taught how to protect yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself with a fierceness because you know how much you matter. No. Yeah, definitely not. Right? So when you don't have to tell me any of the shame stories, but when do you remember the first story happening where you felt, I'm not safe? Um, I 
whether it was being bullied, whether it was being neglected, whether it was being forgotten about, whether it was being abused, whether it was being what? When, when well, did you first start deciding? Well, like, the, I don't... well, the very, very, very first was um, just not having my feelings acknowledged and you know, I mean, my mother was like a good mom. She did all her womanly duties, so to speak, but she was kind of a flatliner, unemotional, detached, not affectionate. Right. And and if okay. I were so to now, say, if I were to express my feelings, then it would she would change the subject, or she would say, "Well, we just have to take care of your father." Or it was so. Total, what you learned really, really young was. Not that you're not a good person, but that your feelings don't matter that much. Nobody's really listening. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody really cares. You're just not that important in this family. Like, we're going to do our motherly things. We're going to make sure you're fed. We're going to make sure you have clothes. We're going to make sure, like, nobody's abusing you. We're not beating you. Maybe you were. I don't know. I don't think so. But what I'm hearing is kind of like I just was invisible. So it would be natural then for you to not know how important you are for you not to know how much you matter, for you then to go through life in an invisible way, why does it even matter if I take care of myself? Why do I need to do self-care? Why do I Why do I need to have shame? I don't have shame. Why do I, what do I have shame about? I got no shame. I got no shame because I, I'm invisible. And yeah. So do you, do you hear it from that perspective? Yeah. Um Like, guess, what if you know? What if you'd been raised to be like, if you were to say, "This is what I'm feeling," and your mother said, "Oh, Laura, I'm so sad that you feel that way." What and and allowed you to express your feelings and your opinions and your needs. Do you think as you went through life, you would have started to realize as you got older, I have, I need to take up space in this world. My opinions matter in this world. Taking oh, care of myself to- matters. Oh, totally different. There you go. Yeah, totally, totally different. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so I talked with the coach that I had a little bit about an abusive relationship that I had, and it was 30 years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It ended it ended abruptly. It ended, um, let's just say it ended very abruptly, and I shut down. I almost recall saying, that's it, I'm done, I'm checked out, it's what's the point, yeah. I can't I can't do this anymore. I don't want to even be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I think what got buried, you know, you talk about in the basement, what, go, you know, I think my, my mother energy... It, my loving, nurturing, compassionate side down to the basement, my sexual yes. energy down to the basement, everything yeah. that could have possibly been connected to that relationship went down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So this is 30 years later, and yeah. I talked about this with the coach, and I'm like, I'm kind of beating myself up that this took 30 years for me to to look at this and I guess it's a result of you know being in your course that I'm looking at it and but I have a lot of guilt over 30 years of not healing and my life has gone by in the blink of an eye and I've been shut down and numb and depressed Yeah. and so let me just add one piece and then I'll let you fly with it <laughs> but um, so I looked up this person and on Facebook, and I, uh, I thought, you know, I mean, I haven't, you know, thought about this person or looked for this person or done anything around this person in 30 years. It just ended, and it was, and this person never apologized to me, and you know, he was very, he was an alcoholic. I didn't even know what an alcoholic was at the time. And, and you can know, I ask really, you how old you were then? Uh, 24. So you were 24, and um, you were in a relationship that you were, were you in love with him? Did you think you were in love with him? Yes. 
Okay, and so you're yeah. in this relationship that's actually abusive because you said it was an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, was it abusive rate? Not that it matters all that much, but did it start off good? Did it become abusive yeah. all the time? How long were you with him? I was with him about two years. It came, it, the first year was probably okay. It became abusive over time. I and then one day, what, did he just ended it and never spoke to you again? No, it, it ended in trauma. Mm. Wow. So he abused you badly and you never spoke with him again. And there was, right. Mm. I'm not, I can't even go into the depth of it, but. Mm. Um, yeah. So you were really hurt, really badly hurt. Yeah. So that makes sense why it took 30 years, Laura. That makes sense. You were so abused by somebody that you trusted or you wanted to trust or believe that you loved. And that would do a massive head job on your trust muscle. That's all. Yeah. That's all. So why, why, why? Listen, let's walk through the map of consciousness, which. Can I, can um, I just give you one yeah. more piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I looked him up on Facebook. I thought, yeah. you know, I'm not going to find this person. It's a common name. And, you know, yeah, tons of the people with the same name pop up. But sure enough, I, I find him. And mm-hmm. then I looked him up on Messenger. And, again, this is after 30 years. I see him on Messenger, and I start to type in, um, ever think about what you did, question mark. And I'm like, God, do I hit the send button because this is a dangerous place to go because if he's still a cocky alcoholic, he could say anything that would just Hurt make, things, make matters yeah. worse. Yeah. Well, I I said, ever think about what you did, and I, I hit the send button. This was about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, within a, a minute or two, I hear a ping on my phone, and I look go over, and I'm like, oh, my God, he responded, and he said, every damn day, exclamation point. Hmm. How did that make you feel? I started crying like, oh, my God, he has some remorse. Yeah. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad you did that. That took courage. That's what I wrote right beside ever think about what you did. That was major courage. And yeah, you were finally ready 30 years later to say, do you realize what you did to me? Do you realize for 30 years what you did to me? And then he writes back every damn day, I think, about what I did to you. So it gave you some sense of allowing you to maybe grieve grieve and move out of the guilt because you, I understand I, I understand listen Laura I have different stories but I have stories that when I think about it and I'm like really like am I still so hurt but yeah yeah I'm like I really work hard at moving through it letting it go trying to recontextualize it try to make sense of it some things we can't make sense of and what he did to you you can't make sense of and but what does make sense to me is that it took 30 years because of how it ended, of how traumatized you were, of how hurt you were, deep protection. It totally makes sense to me. So after you got the every damn day and you cried, how did you feel? Um, It's a good thing, you know. This is a good thing that's happening. It can be a little scary, but it's a good thing. You're letting go, and you're actually realizing that you matter. You're talking about it. I know when we first connected, oh, I'm going to say a couple months back, when you got started, you signed up for the first telecourse, then you decided to sign up for PEC, and then you're in this telecourse, and now you've had the courage to call me. You didn't even, you were, you were I'm going to use the word afraid, to even talk to me in a private forum, Um because of the fear I'm now realizing of being visible and putting yourself out there and talking about this. And so, you know, secrets make us sick and you're freeing yourself from this because it's never been your shame or guilt to carry. This was his. Shame on him. Shame on him, not on you. Shame on him that he traumatized you like that and you had post-traumatic stress for 30 years and you're crying right now and that's great that means you're moving out of guilt 
You're moving up above blame. You're moving into sorrow. And you know what you're probably going to feel next is a little bit afraid. Oh, my God, did I just do that? Did I just share that? Did I just, am I really doing this work? Am I, but you know what? Push through the fear, Laura. Keep pushing through it. Keep having the courage to honor yourself, to do what you just did by writing him. And I'm not saying keep writing him, but I think it's great that you basically said, I see you. I know where you are. I know what you did to me. And you are one messenger post away. And let him feel it a little bit, not out of vengeance, but you're moving up and you're moving into desire now. So let yourself feel those tears a little bit. And then over the course of the next week or two, ask yourself, if you weren't afraid, if you weren't afraid, what would you want in your life? If if you could be happy, and you could be again, but if you yeah. could really just start to focus on you and your life again, what what if you could wave a magic wand and you could be like, I was guaranteed good stuff to happen for me, what would you want it to look like? What would you want your life to look like as you as you move into, you know, the next 10 years? Oh, I want a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. There's a laugh yeah. of truth. I can uh, hear yeah. it. Yeah, you're ready to actually maybe be vulnerable enough to let yourself love again. Yeah, I really want that. I Yeah. I want, I want you know, I really want that desperately. It's what I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, the difference is uh, that I'm hearing, though, is I was really afraid and ashamed and guilty. And here's the thing about shame and guilt. It's often illegitimate and it's often not ours to carry. It's what someone did to us. And then we carry it around like uh, like 50 pounds of baggage everywhere we go. We don't realize, you know, we get in the car and we load our 50 pounds of baggage and we put it in the passenger seat beside us. And then we get out of the car and we get our 50 pounds and we put it over our back. We go into the grocery store and then we plop it into the car and then we get our groceries and we put it like everywhere we go. And what you're doing it's right pretty now pretty exhausting. Just, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. And there's another laugh of truth. And so you're starting to let go of some of that stuff now. And a lot of that, that baggage is just protection, fierce protection that has kept you safe from letting anybody in. And so you're moving into desire and you're starting to make a list of like what I would love, what I would love to happen for me. You know, why don't you focus this week on like getting clear on what I really want? Have you done that desire list before? Um, you know, the only thing, I mean, I, I, probably would like to travel a little but you know the relationship is kind of way up there and then I question whether you know I mean I was taught I mean my dad was chauvinistic and you know narcissistic and all that and you know I I mean women were inferior and and you know basically I learned learned helplessness you know what I mean yeah yeah and you know, I don't want to get into a relationship for the wrong reasons. I have questions. So what would be the right I'm... reasons? Tell me what the right reason for you to get into a relationship is going to be. Um, just because I enjoy somebody's company, I love them, and I love sharing time with them and sharing right. life with them. Yeah. So yeah. you stay, write all those reasons out. This is what I want in a relationship. So what I would like to do. Let me tell you another one of my stories. True story. I had a heartbreak too. I was devastated. I was, you know, it's it's crazy when I tell the heartbreaking story, but I was in a relationship with someone for seven years and I really loved them. I was really, really in love. And I really thought they loved me. And I saw signs along the way, right from the beginning, but I chose not to see them because he was like, he was my sexy guy and we were going to be this, Barbie and Ken, fabulous power couple, and I just didn't want to see certain things. And finally, at the end, it all came unraveling seven years later when we were engaged and we were planning a marriage, a wedding, that he was like a serial cheater. He literally had been cheating on me from the very beginning. And it was like such a kick in the gut. Oh, my God. I don't. I have some weird things that happened. This happened last night. My TV is off right now, but my TV is deciding to talk out loud anyways um I was so heartbroken 
that I, I was so kicked in the gut that I just, I cried for a year, probably for a year. And every morning I would wake up and say, what would courage have me do? And every day courage would say, you can't take him back. Even though he was like, baby, 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 I love you. No one's ever been better than you. I just have a problem. I'm like an alcoholic with, but like, you know, when you hear a guy that's like at the bar, white knuckling it, that's what I'm like when it comes to like, it was, I was like, what, what? Like, I thought we were a great, anyway, heartbroken for a year. Finally, after a year, I wrote him a goodbye letter, and I just really wrote it. Like, even though this guy has been 30 years ago, I really encourage you to write a letter to him. Don't send it. Send it to me. Don't don't send it to him. Send it to me. And let it be a letter to be like, this is what you did to me. This is what I've gone through for the last 30 years. This is how much you effed up my ability to trust. This is what, get it all out. Get it all out. And just basically say to him, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. You don't get any of me anymore. You don't get any of my thoughts. You don't even get my bad thoughts. You don't get my worries. You don't get my, you don't get any part of me. I'm giving every part of you back. And I'm taking every part of me back from you. Say it in your mind. Like, you get nothing of me, and I don't want anything of you, energetically, emotionally, anything. It's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. And then I would love for you to write a new letter. And the letter is a commitment to yourself. And I did this. Everything I'm telling you to do, I did. And I actually did it. It was it was June 23rd. It was my beloved grandmother's birthday. And I was heart. It had been about a year. I was heartbroken. And it's a long story, but basically it had been a year and I hadn't seen him. And we ended up talking after about a year. And I said, uh, you know, how are you doing? Oh, he's not doing good. He really, really misses me. I said, well, why don't we get together? Anyways, he stood me up. And I thought, I cannot believe after a year of him, you stood me up. And that next morning, and as I knew, it was done. And I wrote him that goodbye letter. And I wrote all the could have been, all the should have been, how much you broke my heart, what everything you did to me. And I said, no matter what, you'll never, ever have a piece of me again. Like, it's done. It's over. No, no matter what. And I burnt that letter. I had a bonfire outside. I live in the country. I burnt that letter. It was June 23rd. And that same day, I wrote a new letter to myself, and I wrote, it's four pages. I still have it. I actually put that letter in one of my books called Simply Empowered, and you're going to be reading that book in our Personal Empowerment Coach Certification, Simply Empowered. And in that mm-hmm. that day, on June 23rd, my grandmother's birthday, I wrote a new list of all the qualities a partner would have to have for me because I'm not that that, when That's what was in the letter to yourself is Yes. You said you wrote a letter to yourself. Yes. Yes. And the letter to myself was a commitment to me of what I needed, what I needed, what kind of man I wanted, what I wanted, how I wanted to grow old, what I wanted it to look like. Just like you just said, you want to enjoy someone's company. I wrote everything. I mean everything right down to like he has to have nice teeth. He has to love God. He has to love children. He has to love animals. He has to love music. He has to be faithful. He has to be so into me. He has to be, like I made a list. It was four pages long. I'm going to tell you something, Laura, that sounds so crazy. It's another one of my, yeah, I've had the worst possible things ever happen to me. But that very day, my girlfriend called and said, Crystal, you need to go out. It's been like a year. Let's just go out. Let's go out for dinner. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm, I just don't feel like it. And she was like, let's go. I went out that night. And do you know, this guy came up to the table, popped his head up, and I couldn't believe, like, it was like there was a light shining over his head. And I wasn't interested. I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in dating. Do you know that he somehow figured his little way to figure out how to get my phone number? And four months later, we were engaged, and I'm married to him now today, Aaron. We met. <laughs> that, that's how we met. Literally the day <laughs> the guy stood me up after a year of me bawling my eyes out and me saying, you don't get any power over me again. And I wrote my new letter to myself. It was my commitment to myself of the qualities that man needed to have. And it took me less than 12 hours. Now, that's a pretty good way of manifesting. But let me tell you, Laura. <laughs> yeah. It's time for you. I love that you I love the joy. <laughs> have hope. You know, it's, it's your time. It is your time. You've spent 30 years grieving protecting, going inward, healing trauma, getting ready. And you wouldn't have been ready to find the man that you're going to find. And that might all sound easy to say, but it's factual. If you were ready before now, you would have found him. 
And now you're ready. Now you're ready to realize the damage that person did. And I would write a letter that is so not politically correct. I would have every swear word I could think of in that letter, and I would just give it to that guy, and I'd write it all out, and I would just, no holds barred, and I would say, you get nothing ever again. You don't get to think about me every day. Fuck you. Excuse my language. That might not get on iTunes. I don't know. Uh, But I would be saying, (laughs) uh, fuck you. Fuck you. You are so, like, I would honor yourself in such a big, bold way, and then write your new letter, your letter, your commitment to you. And it just starts with that. I'm not saying that you're going to be like empowered every day of your life after that moving forward, but let's get you up into desire. You're you're ready to move beyond that guilt and apathy and sorrow and fear. You really are. You really are. You're so ready to start dreaming qu- again. One question for you. Yeah. There's so this is one person. There was another person who hurt me more than this person. Right in front of them. But I just finished a a year of um, work around post-traumatic stress disorder and healing that and and going through through that other thing. So So you feel like that one's been cleaned up? I kind of do. That's what I was going to ask you. I kind of feel like that one's been cleaned up, and now I've yeah. moved on to this one. Yep. Yep, that makes perfect sense. It's okay. like peeling the layers of an onion, right? Like that one was the one that you thought, you, and then you peeled that one off, and you're like, there's a deeper layer, layer here that still needs to be healed. And then, and what's great is like the layers will come off, and then you'll be more encouraged every time to do the work of healing old stories because you realize, oh, my God, I feel so much better when I do that. I know it's scary at first to be like, why would we want to bring those stories up? Then when you realize they don't have power over me anymore, I can talk about them without shaking. I can talk about them without throwing up. I can talk about them without crying. I can actually talk about them now like I have the power. That's that's an incredible place to be. That's when you own your life. You own your stories. They don't own you anymore. That guy has no power over you anymore. That's We want to get you to the point that we can't change the past, but it doesn't have power over you anymore to prevent you from shining, living, loving, having fun, being in relationships, taking care of yourself. Because that's what trauma does. Trauma gets in the way of us taking care of ourselves. Yeah, and and that's originally why I stopped the coaching call was for lack of self-care and procrastination. And we always know that that procrastination, self-sabotage, lack of self-care, to me that's always underlying anger. It's We sabotage and hurt ourselves when we have oppressed anger, when we have had injustices, when we haven't dealt with them, when we're under the surface so goddamn angry and we don't know what to do with it that we let it implode on us. Because women are far better at letting it implode on them Men will explode. Men explode on the world when they don't, when they have anger and they don't know what to do with it. They will explode where most women implode. We hurt ourselves more than we would hurt someone else. But the secret is, is shining light on that anger and having the pride and the dignity and the courage to do what you did, to ever think about what you did. That took a hell of a lot of courage to honor your anger. And it made you cry, but it actually made you think, wow, maybe he has thought about me all these years. He he said he did every damn day. So, and I also reached out to that other person who actually was prior to the one Mm -hmm. I said, ever think about what you did. Yeah. And that trauma had um, kind of, how do I say, uh, was wiped from my consciousness for decades. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) Yeah, before before it came to, it came to me in like nightmares at night. Oh, I see. And that, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like not in my conscious, on a yeah. conscious level what had happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so I reached out kind of, oh, he's on an island somewhere in the, the Caribbean. He's like totally detached, but still. Yeah, isn't it crazy? I, I wrote to the guy, the man that sexually abused me, raped me when I was 14. I found him on Facebook in 2015 too, 15. And I wrote him, I finally just one day went, You've been in my nightmares since I was 14, and I'm 45 years old at the time, whatever it was. And I wrote him a short email that just said, you probably don't even remember who I am, but 
over the course of five minutes, ten minutes, whatever that took for you to pull me down in the dark behind a tree, behind a bush and rape me and take my virginity and leave me there, you changed the course of my life that day. And shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. I should have gone to the police. I should have, I should have, like, all the stuff I should have done. And instead, anyways, same thing. His, boom, his thing went down. His profile went down. His, but I felt this incredible, like, Google my name, buddy. Find out who I am now today. Like, you should find out who I am now today. I couldn't do anything when I was 14, but I know who you are. I hope you live every day wondering what my next move is. So yeah, I don't really so, mean that. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, but really there was a part of me that needed to do that for the injustice Yeah, that I so felt they know. So both these people know that I know. Uh, how do I, how do I, yeah, yeah kind of like I'm on to them and I know where you are. Yeah. Um, I always say if I'm, more I, I'm parents, leaving it hanging people. there and, yeah, and I'm wondering if, if that's just, I'm just leaving it there. And yeah, what are you going to do? I, I forgive you? You're not ready to forgive. No. You're not ready to say what you did was okay. No. No, no. 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 So you can just leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just now focus that's on okay. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm just leaving it there and I'm okay with leaving it there. Yeah. And if the day comes that you say, I need to write more to you to let you know what you did to me, you have that right, Laura. You have that right. We have that right to tell our stories. We have that right. If more people, and now we live in a day and age where I'm like, you know, good on our kids that they have cell phones, they can record us. Good on our, good on us that we can be out somewhere and we can record an abuse. We can record brutality. We can record and we can put it public. Because, you know, there was a time where everything was in secrecy. And there were so many people. There are so many people who have been abused who have carried the shame and the secrecy. I just think if more people, parents, partners, uh, coworkers, bosses, employers, employees, if we all knew that it could easily just, our our deeds could be easily displayed, I think we'd all reel it in a little bit and give a lot more thought to the way that we treat people. So you have the power right now. You're taking back your power right now. So you just you keep that ball dangling until you feel ready, if ever, to do anything more with it. And so what about the mother energy and the sexual energy that I have repressed? Well, I would say sexual energy is daughter energy. I would say mother energy is more the caretaker, the wind beneath the wings for everybody else, the selfless, yeah. the saintly. So I think yeah. you're doing the work right now just by reclaiming that part of you think that this is going we have we're only in week one we have 12 weeks together watch and see what happens over these 12 weeks continue to get mentorship coaching and feel free to call mm-hmm. me back over the course of these 12 weeks on our chat with crystal okay you, you did a lot already you're not remember you can't vaporize we're not star trek you can't vaporize from like apathy to uh, love right you're climbing it one step at a time and you are and there's another laugh of truth so you got this <laughs> yeah thank you laura thanks for calling in today all right. Thanks for your help. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone who 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 was on the line today supporting Laura. Just your energy. I can see a lot of people that are just you know we've all been listening and we we can relate. And that's what's so beautiful about sharing our stories. Whether it was Laura, whether it's Lori, um, whether it was Brenda that came on last week. You know, I I'm just so grateful to all of us. Why do I tell my stories? Look at the stories I just shared today. And I'm a public figure. Someone could easily go back and go, oh that that got, oh I know who that is. I don't do any of that to hurt anybody. I'm not doing that to hurt because we have all done things. You know, we've all hurt. We've all been hurt. But I tell my stories to give you the freedom to realize, like, no one's coming after me. No one's going to hurt me. No one's going to sue me. No one's going to – I have the right to heal and to tell my truth. And you have the right to heal and tell your truth. And none of it is is vindictive. It is not with vengeance. It's just literally to let go of the baggage we're carrying. Because somehow when you can just, I always say, name it, claim it. And claiming it means you're being validated by someone. When you can name it and claim it, you grieve it. Just like, just like Laura said, I began to cry when he said every damn day. She was validated. And that allowed her to release it. So I would say... Name it, claim it, grieve it, release it. 
And that takes witnessing. That takes another human being. Because if we could all just name it, claim it, grieve it, and release it on our own in our own journal, we would. But we need each other. That's how we heal. We heal with each other by having someone see you, by having someone validate you, by having someone climb the ladder with you. That's how we do this work. So I want to thank everyone who was on the call today. Thank you for being just a fly on the wall. Those of you that are listening, those of you that are listening to the podcast, if you enjoyed the call today, I'd love for you to subscribe to my iTunes channel. I love that I can say that now. And just know in the coming weeks, I'm going to have some serious good equipment. And I'm not going to have a cold, and it's going to sound just top shelf. So thanks, everyone, for being a part of the call today. Um, And uh, we're going to just finish with a little outro and say bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.